Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio. Brought to you by OnPay, Atlanta's new standard in payroll. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Atlanta Business Radio, and this is going to be a good one. But before we get started, it's important to recognize our sponsor, OnPay. Without them, we can't be sharing these important stories. Today on Atlanta Business Radio, we have Steve Latham with Canopy. Welcome, Steve. Hey, thank you, Lee. Great to be here. I'm so excited to learn what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about Canopy. How are you serving folks? Sure. So Canopy is a uh, software solution, remote monitoring and management solution that we sell primarily to service providers that are responsible for managing uptime and availability for distributed, large distributed networks of unattended solutions like device solutions that are out in the marketplace. Now, you've been around for a while, but people might not know you as Canopy. Can you talk about the rebranding from Banyan Hills? Sure. Yeah. So the company was, we, we just celebrated our, our 10th year anniversary in August. And you know, I started the business 10 years ago uh, under the banner technologies, which was at the time, we always had a vision to go build a software platform that ultimately became Canopy. But the way that the business was started and funded, we first created a services business, consulting services, where we went out to the market and we did primarily technology consulting, customer facing solutions around where we built software, proprietary software products for customers, anything in exchange for revenue to ultimately fund the, the R&D necessary to build this software platform canopy. And uh, so, as I said, that started 10 years ago and about three years in, we had enough of the product and the platform built to where we could take it to market. And then for a period of time, we ran effectively two businesses. One was a the consulting services, and then we were really spawning the Canopy business, which was a software platform business. And then post-pandemic, we made the mis- decision to really focus in, now that Canopy had gained some traction in the market, we really wanted to double down on Canopy and really chase that, that part of the business. It's a highly attractive business that's had a lot of success so what we did is we shed the services part of the company and then probably did the most difficult thing that I think we've done in, in over the last decade, which is really transitioned out of the mindset of services and consulting into being a true software product company. And this latest rebrand that we announced here a couple of weeks ago, where Canopy is now the banner of the company and Banyan has sort of gone has has gone away was a really almost the final step to really realizing the full complete vision of now we are everybody inside of the company is fully focused on canopy and serving our customers with that technology. Now can you talk about how you do these kind of monumental shifts? Like when you started you mentioned that you you know do, being a service company was kind of an end uh, means to an end. And then you have Canopy up and running, but uh, Banyan Hills was still such a a well-respected and uh, a thriving company. And then now you're shifting gears to put, you know, all the chips on Canopy as a platform, which is a, you know, it's a different business than a service providing business in a lot of ways. So how, what was kind of the, like, how'd you 
come up with number one these kind of shifts and like i'm sure you looked ahead in your crystal ball and said this is where we have to be but how do you bring everybody on board that have been so invested in the previous iteration of your venture and then get them kind of involved in belief in this new mission and this new you know it might have you know the same cast but it's a, a different mission and a different objective yeah thank you for that question i i I love that question uh, for lots of different reasons. Um, I think the the truth is, is that Canopy has always been the overarching vision. Even before the company Banyan was incorporated, uh, I was, you know, as a part of our 10 year anniversary, I went back and found all the the napkin sketches and the, the roadmap for what the business was going to be. And, this idea of a remote monitoring and management software platform was was the focus. And I think um, along the way, I was uh, our team, my team and I were always very, very transparent about what our objective was. I can think of service companies that we did business with that was very strategic for them. And I was very, I was upfront with them about what my personal journey was uh, for this business and what we were aiming to achieve. And so, Canopy Canopy was always there in the forefront. And everybody that's been a part of the company, uh, both customers uh, and and employees, have always they've always understood that that was the goal. And but then I would say, you know, the other part of your question that I really like is it made me think for a second. Um, you know. <laughs> How did how did I manage these big big turns? And um, truthfully, I, a, a lot of these the, the shifts that we had to make, I definitely underestimated the complexity. And there is a part of me that says, "Boy, if I knew how complicated and what a significant investment of emotional and physical capital it would take to do some of these turns, would I have would I have chosen to do it?" And um, so I think some blind optimism um, probably uh, contributed to, you know, to the, to the fact that I, I wasn't nervous about doing it. I, I, I knew that uh, through resilience and, um, and keeping a focus on Canopy as the target that we could ultimately get there. Um, and that probably gave me strength some, through some of those difficult turns. Um, I think the answer to the question, you know, if I were to ask myself, if I ask myself, would I do it again? The answer is probably yes, because I, I love the, I love the journey, uh, and I, I don't regret anything that we've gone through. Uh, but uh, but definitely, it's if I was advising a, a young entrepreneur that had high aspirations like this, I would I would give them some insight as to uh, some of the complexity and the maybe the the things around the corner that they might not be thinking about just to try to give them a better chance at success. Well, I would think that like as a leader and the visionary, this probably is, I don't want to say simple, but in your head mentally, it's not that difficult to make that leap, right? You're like, Oh, this is the new path. This is how we're going to do this. Uh, I get that. But your team and all these people who have invested, you know, months, years of their life, with Banyan and have skills that maybe are uniquely Banyan skills, um, you know, they, they don't know how they fit into this and that maybe it's a little harder for them to flip that switch. 
and then, um, you know, say, okay, let's go boldly forward. Canopy's the way we're doing this, and I'm going to have to relearn some stuff, or I'm going to have to do some stuff differently, or, or different things are going to be expected of me. Th- that is so true, you know, and I think the um, the, the along the way uh, there were there were skill sets that were recalibrated. There's no question that when we look at the relationships that we have with our with our customers or our strategic partners today, that services consulting services is a um, is a big part of our value proposition because the software that is Canopy coupled with the expertise that our team has around remote monitoring and management and getting value out of uh, an effective implementation requires uh, some level of consulting service. So for those in the business that have been here uh, for the entire ride, they they simply, not simply, uh, I don't want to oversimplify it because it was a big shift for them, but they had to recalibrate their skills to be canopy-related services instead of uh, services that at times took the form of we're going to help advise you on how to build an enterprise data warehouse or a mobile platform to support a particular use case for your business. And, you know, I think if they were on this call, if they were participating, what they would tell you is they get a lot of relief out of narrowing their focus on the services front to be just focused on how to make Canopy successful for our customers as opposed to having to be spread so wide across multiple disciplines, multiple industries, and solutions. So um, then I, I think the other thing is, is that there were moments, uh, and um, I've reflected on this quite a bit, there's moments where the, the mission and the objective that is to get to Canopy and to scale that business, there were, um, there were moments where uh, people did leave the company uh, because you know, part of their core value proposition themselves as an employee uh, didn't fit as well. And so I think that that did cause, you know, and those were those were moments that were uh, clearly difficult. I, I'd like for everybody that had been on this ride to stay with us for the entire time. But I do think that the, those kind of big shifts force uh, changes that um, that that can cause that kind of outcome. Now, do you think it's a competitive advantage um, as a platform to have this kind of foundational strength in uh, being a service provider and and being kind of in the weeds of all these services and needs and desires from the customer from that lens as you build out a platform that's obviously trying to serve that community and solve their problems where you you intimately know where a lot of the landmines and a lot of the problems and the friction is. Yeah, another great question. I the uh, that's pretty insightful. I, I I didn't really have this perspective um, until probably a month or so ago. But the you know my my experience has been really strong consulting services DNA having to shift and change into a product company and to really uh, shift the identity and the way that we um, report on metrics within the business, the way that we think about our go to market strategy. Uh, and my focus has been, and my reflection has been like, wow, that's really much more difficult than I thought it was. And someone that I'm close to that advises the business about a month ago, who was involved in a software product company that had a very, a very successful ride. Um, we, we all know the, the brand uh, that this person was with, had a very successful ride all the way through. And 
what he was sharing with me was um, they had built a software product and they had taken it to market and they had scaled quickly and they ended up doing big enterprise deals and realizing in those enterprise deals, um, they would sell the software and then the buyer turned around and said, okay, now that we've purchased the software, how do we implement it? How do we make it, uh, how do we make it create the value that you've sold us on? And they had this realization that they were missing a services uh, component to their business that really is success oriented. You know, we pair up with you. We know our software really well. We know how to facilitate the change management inside of your business so that you can get the value out of the product. And so they almost had the reverse problem that we did. And he was making the observation, you guys are light years ahead because a lot of the services mentality that you'll need is you scale up and do uh, larger, more and more large enterprise deals, you're going to walk in with a service mentality that will help differentiate you from some of the competitors that that maybe are um, less involved with that. Right, because they're getting the platform, but they have now the intelligence uh, partner that can help them just wring the most juice out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, you know, software... Software is great. It's a great business, but honestly, it's it's only really, really maximized when you pair it with great intellectual capital, you know, and um, experience to make it to make it effective uh, for the customer. You need to understand their business problem. You need to understand um, how the product needs to be tuned, or at least get to them to the point to where they have that perspective. And and so, um, I think services. It, services is always going to be an important part of our um, important part of our focus, and I think more and more, you know, when, as we think about our roadmap and where we're taking the product, we do have aspirations to make the product canopy um, have some of that intellectual capital built in, so that it's easier for customers to take advantage of the technology without our human capital. But you know, my perspective is, and, and I think we'll. There's lots of things and areas of opportunity within our product to do that. But I do think that um, that that portion services and our experience is always something that we're that will carry forward with us. Yeah, I mean, you've heard so many uh, horror stories of, uh, you know, big investments in software. And then all of a sudden now you got these services bills that are attached to that that you didn't anticipate. You didn't realize how much was involved. Um, so if the more you can add services to it, the more value you're providing to your customer and the happier the customer, uh, you know, and the longer they'll be around. That's right. Yeah. I think that the, the, um, the truth is the business that we're in is remote management is, uh, especially what I like to think of as next generation remote monitoring and management is really complicated. The, because, if you just think about an operator today that has a physical presence and the amount of technology that's being introduced into their environments, whether it's security and access control or new innovative products that are doing things like sensing environmentals about that space or traffic, you know, sen sensors and smart technology that's being put into these places. If you think, think, just think back to the operator, in order for all of that technology to breathe and in order to get the value back to the business operator, it has to be functioning. 
And there's so many things that can go wrong. You know, people interact with that technology and they can knock it out of service. Um, network connections are can go up and down and be sporadic. And so as more and more of that technology gets into these environments, the uh, technology that is responsible for monitoring and providing remote central visibility, but also the ability to remotely resurrect that technology is becoming increasingly important. And in the, to continue our conversation that we we're just having, thinking about helping someone get their arms around the scope of that problem and then to tune a product like Canopy to maximize uptime, that, that oftentimes requires um, some some experience. You have to draw on some people that have been there, done that, and that's and I think we we have a lot of pride in that. And I would imagine that your customers are, don't have those subject matter experts uh, on the team a lot of the times, or at least the the number they need that you probably have, you know, all around your office. Right. I I think that that's true. We you know, if you if you look around the. Um, the makeup of our team here at Canopy, these are people that have built um, some of the largest unattended uh, solution networks in the, in the world and operated them at scale. And so they have those life lessons uh, to take back to customers that are beginning that journey. And what we see a lot of times is a customer will develop a solution that they can deploy and there's high value in that solution. They will put it into, into the market and it's, it's producing value for the market that they serve. And um, they do it once and then they scale it up to 10 and they scale it up to 100. And every blip, every increase in the size of their deployment um, introduces new complexities. You start to have failures that you didn't expect. And the way that they solve that initially uh, typically is just through people. They throw more people uh, through things like break fix field service by dispatching technicians to go fix those solutions, or they create massive con- contact centers that can take the calls that are coming in from, you know, from people trying to use that technology. And they get to the point to where they realize they're scaling their, um, their organizations to the point to where it's becoming cost ineffective and then they start looking for, boy, how do we tame this complexity? And that's that's really, that intersection is typically where uh, we come in and get involved to try to help rationalize some of that. Now, is there a story you can share that maybe don't name the name of the company, but maybe the, the problem they were trying to solve and were you able to kind of make a big difference for them? Yeah, there's, I, there's, Lots and lots of fun stories um, that we have here along the way where um, where we've done that. Um, some of my more recent favorite uh, favorite stories, uh, probably just because they're more recent, we we helped a uh, we helped a solution provider that sells into um, they 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 have a really neat solution where they're streaming. Um, they're streaming high school sports and um, it's all automated. You know, so it's like a, it's a broadcast of high school sports with um, that's on, uh, on, on premise without human operators. And so it's all technology based and they scaled very quickly because the demand around view, remote viewing of the high school sports across all sports really 
has gone up dramatically, particularly in like through the pandemic. And then once that ability was there, it's like, boy, this is great. Um, so that we can we can view those sports. But as we were talking about earlier, you scale that really quickly and you put a lay down a lot of technology, smart, really innovative, smart technology to facilitate that sort of operation. Um, stuff will go wrong, you know, naturally, whether it's uh, human induced or if it's weather induced or if it's just pure technology ages and breaks. And so the where as they scaled their operation and started to hit some of those breaking points, they really needed some something to, um, you know, pun intended, a canopy to sit over the top of that large network of unattended solutions to start to look at and look for common points of failure uh, so that they could identify them before the problem became fatal, um, where it created downtime, and so that we could address it and keep the their solution up and running. And they very, very successful in terms of, you know, there, there's these moments along the journey with them that were so fun where um, the first the first big, like maybe spiking the football in the end zone was just seeing all of their locations on a single pane of glass on a map and then in a view where they could look at all of those locations and say, wow, okay, boy, our network really has grown to a significant scale. And more importantly, then to start to calculate uh, the status around the those individual sites and their availability and readiness to go stream the sports. And uh, once we started to paint those pictures, then they can really tune their operation to um, to go focus in on those locations that maybe are about to go into a streaming experience. And they so they want to really give them a higher level of visibility and support to make sure that the experience happens as they intend to and um and the benefits just been it's been dramatic you know i think now they are at a point where they see all those locations they've tuned they understand the status of the location relative to when it's about to stream and they're about and they have the remote management capabilities to if there's a problem then they can start to resolve it which obviously increases efficiency of uptime it decreases their ability, their their need to dispatch technicians to go on site, which can be expensive and it could be long. Uh, so, um, lots of success metrics out, out of that example. Wow, that's amazing. So, what do you need more of? How can we help you? Um, you know, I think the things that when we look into the future uh, and how we continue to grow, I, I feel like I'm. I'm so just I'm so proud of the team's ability to have made the shift that we made uh, that we just t- discussed earlier. I'm so proud of the branding and the product and the pr- and the product capabilities that it has. Uh, the results that we're driving for our customers is, um, you know, I think it's sort of undisputed. And I think we just need more visibility, more at bats, you know, for those solution operators that are out there managing these large networks of you know, complicated solutions um, that need and would like to have central visibility, uh, we would just like the opportunity to talk to them and have the chance to show them the impact that we could make uh, through through the implementation of Canopy. So it's really about, you know, getting increased visibility, helping the market understand that there is something out there to help them and uh, facilitating a conversation with us so that we could help. So if somebody wants to learn more, where should they go? 
Uh, several places. So our website, www.gocanopy.com. Uh, you'll have a chance to do a review of the product. There's a chance there to contact us through the site. I'm also fully accessible, as is my team. I'm steve.latham at gocanopy.com. Uh, LinkedIn is always a great way to get in touch with us. You can find my LinkedIn profile. You can find the company's LinkedIn profile and contact us there as well. Well, Steve, thank you so much for sharing your story today. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. Thank you, Lee. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Atlanta Business Radio. 